Chiggity check, squiggity scratch, you know what I mean? Welcome back. This is episode 14 of the K Motherfucking Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Today is Thursday, October 29th. Um, coming up on Halloween this weekend. Hopefully. Uh, you know, you got something cool planned, either you got some kids, you're gonna take them out trick-or-treating, or you just kind of having a little kickback at the house, you know what I'm saying? Dressing up like fucking Count Dracula or Frankenstein or, you know, uh, Harley Quinn, whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> whatever floats your boat, man. Just fucking get weird with it, you know? Um, this weekend, I'm actually heading to... My buddy put together this event called Shred for the Dead on Halloween, so on Saturday um, in two days down in Tampa at the skate park down there. I do not remember exactly which skate park it is, so I apologize. So we're going to be down there um, shredding a little bit. I don't, as you guys know, (laughs) I'm still slowly but surely recovering from a bunch of different injuries, so I'll probably take it easy. Um, but it should be a good time, go down there and just get some sunshine, get outside, and help raise some money for a good cause, you know? Long story short, they put together this fundraiser and foundation, one of, uh, a mutual friend of mine, so my good buddy's good buddy that he grew up with, essentially, um, had passed away last year from a drug overdose. So as a result of that, my friend and his other um, buddies that had grown up with the kid who passed decided to put together this um, this foundation, the Troy Slocum Foundation. So uh, that's where we'll be this weekend, man. But yeah, so this is episode 14, you know what I mean? Got a couple things to talk about today. Some shit going on, some big shit, some small shit. Yeah, you know I mean, some biggie small shit. <laughs> Not nah, playing. Um, but first things first, we do have some listener questions today, which uh, coming from a buddy of mine, Harrison, up in Nashville, Tennessee. Shouts to the big Harry up there, big Harry Styles. Yeah, you know I me. Mean? So Harrison wants to know one. Um, thoughts on the Kanye Joe Rogan interview and thank you for asking Harry I was planning on talking about that today so I'm gonna hold off on that for a second and the second question was if you could have anybody coming onto the podcast who would they be and why that one's kind of tough you know what I mean um there's so many interesting people in this crazy world we live in that a number of them would be great guests I think 
But just the way the question was worded, if you could have anybody come on the K podcast, who would they be and why? Um, for some reason, that made me think of anybody who's passed away, you know, that obviously won't have the chance to be on here. Um, and my mind just automatically went to Bob Marley. I know I've mentioned on here, you know, he's definitely a legend in my mind, has influenced me in many ways. I don't really like to use the term idolize. Like, I idolize this person just because, I mean, we're all humans. I don't know. It kind of makes it seem like a deity or something like that. But I would definitely love to sit down and have a conversation with Bob. You know what I mean? Whether that's in the afterlife or if somehow that could have happened in this life before he passed on. I think that would have been great for many reasons. Um, Obviously, I love music, specifically his music, but just music in general. So sitting down with another musician would be, um, I think, would be pretty cool, pretty refreshing. And on top of that, I mean, as many people know, or I hope you know, just where his mind was... He was not one to bite his tongue, you know what I mean? He was always about righteousness, um, doing right by people, um, respect, love, you know, all that kind of stuff, which, you know, right now in October 2020, I think the world could use an abundance of that. Um, So I think that would have been a pretty fucking cool interview with Bob Marley, and that's, like I said, that's just off the top of my head, there's plenty of other people that would be great candidates, but just to answer the question, we're gonna go with big old Bab, Mr. Niesta, you know, um, yeah, Buffalo Soldier, shout out, rest in peace, you know what I'm saying, so that's my answer there, but to answer the first question, I don't know if you guys heard, um, I know you know because I've mentioned it on here and I'm assuming you haven't been living under a rock fucking Patrick Star style. Yeah, me. Um, Joe Rogan just had Kanye on his podcast, which they've been talking about for a while. Um, I've been kind of waiting for it for a little while just because Kanye at this point is known to just say all sorts of crazy stuff. There was the TMZ incident where he was essentially saying slavery was voluntary. And, you know, it's been well documented that he has some sort of mental issues. I guess he's been hospitalized and things like that. So I was excited to see him go on a platform like Joe Rogan's podcast just because Joe is a good... um, He's a great interviewer. He's good at remaining impartial to whatever you're saying most of the time. If you're coming completely out of left field, I mean, he may question what you're saying, which rightfully so, and everything should be questioned, I believe. But it uh, it was entertaining. It was not quite what I expected. From Joe's standpoint, more or less, Kanye pretty much gave me what I expected, but actually a little, it was a little bit better than what I was anticipating from Kanye. Um, per usual, he he was going on multiple, what seemed like, 
bottomless pits of rants of information, just kind of jumping from topic to topic. And I mean, I'm not mad at that. I, you know, I have a tendency to do that every now and then, as does anybody who's scatterbrained, I guess. But it was just weird because Joe would ask him a question. He would, Kanye would kind of, sort of attempt to answer it. But by the time he was maybe a quarter of the way through his answer, he would be off on like five other topics by then. So it was interesting to watch. I do kind of wish Joe pushed him a little bit more. Not to um, not to debate him necessarily or, or to argue. You know, that kind of has a bad negative connotation. Not to argue with anything that he was saying, that Kanye was saying, but I kind of wish that Joe maybe would have pried a little bit more just to, you know, get Kanye to explain in further detail his responses to the actual questions versus just um, kind of going off on tangents. It was about, it was like just under three hours, I think. I just, it took me two days to watch. I just finished it the other day. And um, obviously the big, the big drawing factor, the big question to Kanye being on the podcast was that, you know, for the past a uh, couple months, I think, Kanye's been claiming that he's going to run for president. Which, you know, um, I'm not going to tell anybody else how to feel or what to think about that. I, I had my own opinions prior to watching the podcast and then after watching it. Um, not much had changed, you know what I mean? Like, the best way I could think to describe it is... Um, and we're just talking about Kanye right, for for right now, right? Not anybody else. So you're obviously this super creative, musically inclined person, right? So he's more or less changed the scope and the shape of music, specifically in hip-hop, since he came onto the scene initially in, I don't know what it was, fucking 06, 07 or whatever. And that being said, you know... In the music industry, you know, people throw this term around, but specifically refer to Kanye as a genius all the time, right? And multiple times throughout the podcast, he did refer to himself as a genius as well, which I have my own thoughts about. I think it was Einstein or somebody who actually was a genius that said, you know, only a true genius can admit that he that he knows nothing or something like that. I probably butchered that quote. And it's also weird because I'm sure the people living during Einstein's era, I mean, I'm not sure, but I would imagine a lot of them, some people might have regarded him as a genius that we now know him as. But at the time, people living in that same era were probably like, dude, this guy is fucking crazy. You know? Um, that For me, I think that's why it's so hard to call just because you're saying things that may not make sense to the layman, quote-unquote, uh, or people who aren't musical geniuses or musical savants or, you know, whatever you want to call yourself, just extremely exponentially creative people, people who are just exponentially more creative than the average Joe, you know what I mean? So... I guess what I'm trying to say is what I got from that is 
he should not be the president, okay? Um, that's my opinion. You know, just because you are, like I said, a, a, a mastermind of production, audio production and creating music, and you've, you can argue that you've changed um, the human population with your music. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that's what I think, but that could definitely be debated. And um, I guess I say that to say just because you're so great in one facet doesn't mean that it's going to translate to another one. You know what I mean? Just to use a, a loose analogy, I highly doubt they were asking fucking Shakespeare and, you know, Beethoven, Bach. I don't think they were asking these dudes to, like, solve world problems. You know what I mean? Just because you can write a masterpiece, a symphony, or whatever the case is, um, I don't think they're tapping you on the shoulder and saying, hey, you know, you're brilliant. Maybe you should come help us out with um, you know, the, the military or something like that. You know what I mean? But it also got me to think, and my dad and I were talking about this a couple weekends ago when I visited with him. To me, it, w it would make so much more sense if we had, instead of one singular person, the president, one focal point for everyone to blame and um, kind of them being the quote-unquote head. Obviously, we have the Senate. We have the three different branches of the government and everything. So it is sort of a team setup. But I've never really understood why there was one singular head of the team. You know, the president's like the fucking quarterback, sort of. Um, he's not the team alone, but he's kind of calling the shots. He's, you know, getting the most attention, more or less. And... With the Kanye shit, with all this Trump crazy shit going on, we'll get to the debate here in a second. To me, it would make so much more sense if there was like a fucking committee, you know what I mean? Rather than the Senate and the three uh, Congress and the three branches of government kind of supporting the president and helping, I don't know, it's just it's like a fucking pyramid scheme, I guess if you think about it. It's a point at the top, and it just kind of widens out as it goes down to the bottom, and then, you know, the very bottom layer of the pyramid, the widest, fattest, most crunched layers, like basically the the uh, the poor class, you know, poverty in America. But all that, I got off on a tangent, all that, I say all that to say, in my fucking crazy fucked up mind, it makes so much more sense to have a committee, you know what I'm saying? Five to ten different people, and... I think it would be it would make sense if let's say in this hypothetical committee there was a representative from each I guess each industry of our society, you know what I mean? So let's say just for conversation's sake, Kanye can be our um musical correspondent, right? Like obviously you want you want some sort of um powerful position you want to be a leader. But I personally, and I would hope that a lot of people would agree that you're, you're probably not fit to, to fill that current role that we have of president. But in an alternate universe, we could have a committee where Kanye is the musical correspondent, right? We have like an agricultural correspondent. There's a tech correspondent. Um, you know, environmental, um, medicine. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
to me, that would make so much more sense. There's basically a representative or a correspondent from each industry who, I mean, I guess to bring it full circle, they would sort of be the president of that industry. I, I just don't like that term, president. But they could be the correspondent. They could kind of be the liaison between that official leadership committee and, you know, the regular, degular human population. I don't know. That thought kind of just popped in my head when I was watching this Kanye Rogan interview because to me, that would make sense. If if you wanted to run for head of musical or even just creative, you know, something, um, this is a made-up position, so, you know. But... um. To me, that would make so much more sense. And I think maybe just, <laughs> I hate the Zodiac shit or I just don't know too much about it. But me being a Libra, <laughs> maybe that's why, you know, Libras are about balance and stuff. I just think putting all of this stuff on one one person, one gentleman up to this point, there hasn't been a woman president yet. But it just it's it reminds me of the king and queen shit. And even with that, there's a man and a woman. Who and I don't, you know, I don't know how the monarchies, the royal, all that shit was working, because there is a first lady, obviously, with the president, but I don't know how much difference in like responsibility and just pull around the the kingdom, I guess, that a queen had versus what the first lady might have. Um, I really don't know because I'm not a history buff and I'm just talking out of my ass right now. But it did make me think of that. So, I don't know. It's an interesting podcast. Check it out if you like. I'm sure... um, And I will say, there were... With all the jargon and just randomness that Kanye was spewing out, there were a lot of good ideas kind of hidden in there. Um, He was talking about kind of this new futuristic schooling system where, you know, we'll teach kids about agriculture and stuff like that. And it's funny because he... He's, it seems like he's always speaking in future tense. Like he's never saying about what's happened really. Or he's either talking about way in the past, about like Tesla and Roosevelt and stuff before, you know, he was even born. Or he'll be talking in the future tense. And he dresses very futuristic. Um, he was kind of alluding to that he's a big Star Wars fan. And that kind of made a lot of sense to me as to how or why he dresses, how he dresses and stuff like that. Fuck, what was I about to say before that? Um, Oh, yeah, no, it's funny. He was talking about, you know, I'm planning this school where, like, we're teaching kids agriculture and stuff like that. And I think I've even talked about it on here during that show on Netflix with um, Zac Efron and and, uh, Darren Olean, Olean, you know, the guy I've I've talked about on here before. They did exactly that. They went to that Ecovia, um, I forget what the school was called, um, fuck, let me look it up real quick. But they went there, and it was essentially the same thing. It was them teaching kids how to, um, oh, I guess it's just La Ecovia, okay. It's an official neighborhood of Costa Rica, that's crazy. But anyway, yeah, so I mean, they're doing this shit right now. Obviously, it's a great idea, and that was one of the things that he was kind of talking about that I was, you know, like, kind of nodding my head, like, all right, this is dope, finally, let's get some, you know, some some uh, doable, realistic shit on the conversation here, but, um, yeah, man, check it out, 
it's like I said, it's almost three hours. It just dropped a couple of days ago. Uh, Joe Rogan and Kanye West, the great debate, you know, or it could have been a great debate, but we'll call it the not so great debate. <laughs> yeah, like I said earlier, speaking of debate, the presidential fucking debate um, was last week. I don't know about you guys, man. I mean, I voted already. I did the, the mail-in voting, which I know people were sketched out about if your ballot was going to make it in, which is understandable given everything going on, but it is kind of cool. You can mail it in and then actually check online the status of your ballot. So I just checked yesterday and confirmed that it was received by the elections office and was counted, which is obviously the most important part. And I know I've also said on here, I do not want this to be a political podcast, but just given this climate that we're in right now, um, about to be the first week in November, it's just kind of inevitable that I got to talk about this shit. So like I said, I mean, I voted already, so I wasn't too too hung up on the presidential debate. Uh, I kind of had my mind made up regardless, but I did tune in a little bit just to see what these fucking jokesters were talking about. And sure enough, man, it was pretty much exactly what I fucking expected. A bunch of bullshit foolery. I don't even know, I literally don't even know why they call it a debate anymore. They should call it the presidential argument or like the presidential bitch fest. Literally, these dudes, they'll be, they'll get asked a question about, you know, whatever the case is, foreign policy or whatever. And they'll probably use about half a sentence, maybe a quarter of a sentence to to address the question at hand and then immediately just start, you know, uh, pointing fire at the opponent. So, um, you know, the, the moderator would ask Biden about something and he would just start trashing Trump. She would ask Trump about something. He'd just start trashing Biden and it's like, what? why are we even here? You know what I mean? This is like a high school, it's like a high school debate, but probably even worse. It's more of a popularity contest at this point. And it's it's disheartening to see. You know what I mean? Um, it's disheartening to see these two elderly gentlemen who are, you know, they're older than my fucking parents. Right, but they're acting like they're 12 years old. Not to mention, you're literally debating to run a fucking country, a whole nation, but you just want to slander the other guy. And I, I, I understand, like to a certain point, even if you're saying facts and the other guy's just slandering you, like it kind of, it's almost like you got to beat them at their own game, kind of shit. Which is the main reason I don't fuck with politics, man. It's just a bunch of clownery. I think the best candidates are usually kind of rubbed out early. I think, like I said, this is my opinion. This is not a political podcast, so don't kill me for anything. But I feel like the best candidate, not just because of um, age or diversity or overall sanity you know what I mean but I think um I was kind of let down when Tulsi Gabbard had been run out of the race you know I know a lot of people were going for Bernie which I had nothing no issues with Bernie but 
I see the same issues with Bernie that I see potentially with Biden that people are saying, which is mainly just the age. You know what I mean? Like, how long is this guy going to last? And I have no fucking idea, which is why I thought it was so great that Tulsi was young, but also just as smart and as established as a lot of these other candidates. Um, But obviously, that's neither here nor there. She's been out of the race for a while. But I just, man, I don't know, man. I kind of purposefully tune this shit out and I know to be to stay in touch and to kind of be an upstanding citizen you almost have to pay attention to these kind of things. It's just sad when me not even being a politically driven person, um you know I fucking hated social studies growing up, I'm not even going to lie. It's just disheartening uh and it's it's discouraging, especially the fact that you pretty much know what to expect before even going into it. You know what I mean? Like, I flipped it on, watched it for about five minutes. It was pretty much exactly what I thought it was going to be, so I flipped some other shit, you know, uh, next commercial or whatever. I went right back, see if anything had changed. And it's just like it's like a broken record on repeat, you know what I mean? Um, just constant fucking diarrhea of the mouth, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's just, it's fucking stupid, man. So, yeah, I mean, I say all that to say, uh, man, I got to be that guy now, I guess. I don't, I'm not a vote or die person, okay? I will say, and I'm just telling you my personal, my personal perspective, as I've gotten older, I've realized more or less the responsibility, not the requirement, uh or anything, I'm, I'm trying to say this without, <laughs> without fucking sounding crazy, so growing up, I was basically all fuck the system, fuck the establishment, and I still am, don't get me wrong, uh, I grew up, you know, listening to punk rock, skateboarding, hip-hop and shit, it's, it's pretty much all like fuck the man, fuck the government, you know what I mean, um, for the people, type shit so growing up I always thought politics was the stupidest shit I thought voting was irrelevant um and I was just ignorant you know what I mean I was an ignorant kid you get older and it's funny because you I get older and I'm listening to these same punk bands right that I was listening to as a kid but I guess I just wasn't um mature enough or just kind of even capable of receiving the messages quite yet maybe because I was too young but it's funny you know I got older and a lot of them it's like they're encouraging you to vote because the system is so fucked up you know what I mean and obviously there's the never-ending argument that yo your vote doesn't matter you know what I'm saying like the the electoral college vote is really all that matters even if the popular vote wins like as we saw with Trump and I'll never argue that because I'm not politically intelligent enough to have an argument for that really but I guess just in my perspective where I'm at in my life I've decided that even though it is still fuck the system fuck the man like you know what I'm saying um I don't think you have our best interests at heart but at the same time I live in this country I'm a member of society whether it's an anarchist society or, you know, a law-abiding society, whatever. Um, I'm a part of it. 
So I think the least that I can do is contribute to it via my vote. And not only that, but I did find while I was researching for the vote, that was really what was most important to me is now I can, I'm forcing myself to actually learn about these people who are potentially going to be running our countries, counties, states, cities, whatever. That was kind of the silver lining that I got out of it. You know what I mean? It's obviously boring fucking information. Nobody wants to sit there and just research politicians, um, you know what I'm saying, and just read. And a lot of it's fabricated, I'm sure, like how great they are and how much they've volunteered and contributed to society and their whole fucking neighborhood loves them and da-da-da. Like, it was all generally the same information, but if you skim through it enough or kind of just rifle through it, you'll find, or most likely you're going to find some standout factors that will sway your decision one way or the other because a lot of these people like i said are so similar you're like fuck dude it doesn't even matter i could vote for either one of these fools and it's going to be the same shit but whether or that whether or not that's true i guess what i'm saying is forcing myself to do that research and actually look into these people a little closer than just what's at face value it uh it opened my eyes and it, it just helped me to further understand, I guess, what was going on around me. And then obviously, I'm sure you've heard people stress local voting. Yeah, I, I concur with that. I'll never, I'll never argue against somebody who doesn't want to vote in the presidential debate, or excuse me, the presidential election. I I pro- I don't agree with you, but I'm not going to argue with you because I you know, I was there at one point. If you're open to talk about it, I think I'm <laughs> A I'm probably I'm probably not the best person that you should talk to about it, but B if you're open to discuss it as to why I think that you should change your mind and go vote, then definitely let's do that, but like I said, I'm just I'm not the most um politically accurate and intelligent, knowledgeable person around, so I'd probably ask somebody else first, you know what I mean? But hey, man. But yeah, it's it's a weird time right now. We got like another week before the official election. I think it's was it November third or November fourth. Yeah, Tuesday, November third. So that's this coming Tuesday. So if you didn't do early voting or mail in vote, uh, definitely do your best to to cast a vote, man. I mean, I know it's fucked up with COVID and shit right now. It's kind of weird going to public places and everything but you gotta do what you gotta do man that's all i got on that i don't want to get too political over here but i did also want to mention give me one second to pull this up i guess just given worldly issues presidential election and stuff like that i'm sure you've heard about sars out in nigeria And if you haven't, I'm here to tell you a little bit about it. So SARS um, was started in Nigeria in the late 90s, I believe. And SARS, it's an acronym for Special Anti-Robbery Squad, S-A-R-S, right? And long story short, this... What was supposed to be, like it says, an anti-robbery squad. It was supposed to be a crime-deterring kind of special police force 
in Nigeria, I guess, has slowly turned into, um, I mean, essentially a criminal militia group. So rather than being, it sounds like, what do they call them in, um, in Atlanta? Like it's these different cities have this same kind of scenario where what starts out as a sort of radical police group who, you know, will, uh, quote unquote, kind of go out, you know, think outside the box or go outside the normal lines that police officers would do to, in order to stop crime. It seems like a lot of these dudes, I don't know if they start to get corrupted over as time goes on or what the case is, but it seems like a lot of these fucking groups eventually end up doing a full 180 and morphing into the same criminal groups they were initially trying to stop, right? I don't understand the the natural progression of that. But it seems to be happening all over, and now it's most prominent out in Nigeria. So yeah, let me just read this real quick. So this here says... uh, NSARS is a decentralized social movement... Excuse me. NSARS is a decentralized social movement and series of mass protests against police brutality in Nigeria. Um, the protests, damn, the protests, which takes its name from a slogan started in 2017 as a Twitter campaign using the hashtag, hashtag NSARS to demand the disbanding of the unit by the Nigerian government. After experiencing a vitalization in October 2020, following more revelations of the abuses of the unit, mass demonstrations occurred throughout the major cities of Nigeria, accompanied by Vesophorus. Vis, the fuck does that mean? Hang on. Vesophorus, adjective, especially of a person or speech, vehement or clamorous. Okay, the fuck does vehement mean? Showing strong feeling, forceful, passionate, or intense. Okay. Accompanied by Vosserous outrage on social media platforms, about 28 million tweets bearing the hashtag have been accumulated on Twitter alone. Solidarity protests and demonstrations by Nigerians in diaspora and sympathizers occurred in many major cities of the world. The protest is notable. I think that should be R notable. The protests are notable for their patronage by a demographic that is made of entirely young Nigerians. Within a few days of the renewed protest on October 11, 2020, the Nigerian police force announced that it was dissolving the unit with immediate effect. The move was widely received as a triumph of the demonstrators. However, it was noted in the many quarters that similar announcements have been made in recent years to pacify the public without the unit actually being disbanded. And the government has merely planned to reassign and review SARS officers to medical centers rather than disband the unit entirely. International demonstrations... Oh, sorry. Uh, protests have continued accordingly, and the Nigerian government has maintained the pattern of violence and repression, including the killing of demonstrators. There have been international demonstrators in solidarity with those happening in the country. And the movement has also grown increasingly critical of Muhammadu 
Buhari's government response to the protests. So yeah, I mean, what I had heard prior to reading this shit is essentially all that, and I guess they quote-unquote disbanded the SARS clique or group, gang, whatever, and literally just rebranded it as SWAT, which, you know, we know here in America, the SWAT teams. So prayers to Nigeria, man. Prayers to Africa as a whole, but specifically Nigeria with this stuff going on. Um, Maybe ID can come back on here and shed some light. I know since this has been going on since the 90s, I'm sure he's a lot more knowledgeable about it than my American limited brain. I did hit him up just to make sure, you know, his family and everything's good. He said they're all fine, so that's always good news. But, um... Yeah, maybe I'll talk to him about coming back on here and kind of just giving some some insight on SARS. But that's up to him. You know, I'm sure that's um, a personal, you know, that'll hit home. So I don't want to, not going to make him do anything that'll make him uncomfortable. So we'll see. Um, but prayers to Nigeria, man. Prayers to you guys. Prayers to everybody out there, man. It's still, we got two more months of 2020. Hopefully we make it through. Um, it's been a fucking crazy weird year so far, but it's almost November now, so I mean, this shit's almost over. I highly doubt the issues will stop once the year changes, but, um, you know, you know about as as well as I do, man, so. But this is gonna wrap up episode 14 of the K-Podcast, okay? Alright. (laughs) Um... So yeah, man, uh, keep the questions coming. Hit up the real K podcast at gmail.com. Also, got a couple more. Um, we got a couple more guests lined up of all different topics. I don't wanna, you know, I wanna keep you guys guessing. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like the mystery box. You know what I'm saying? Open it up, you might be surprised, you might fucking hate it. You never know till you know. Um, but yeah, man, I hope you guys have been enjoying the show so far. I hope you've been enjoying the guests I've had on here. I'm trying to get people just with, you know, something interesting to say, something relevant, something compelling, um, whether it's informative, entertaining, just whatever, man. I think everyone has something different to offer. It's just whether or not, you know, you want to tap into it. You know what I'm saying? Or you want to share it with the world or you want to keep it to yourself. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck, man. Just be happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Just stay happy. Stay safe. Stay smart. Stay sexy as always. Um, happy Halloween. Happy early Halloween. Uh, and that's all I got. Happy November. Yeah, Sunday is fucking, um, what's it called? Sunday's daylight savings time too, so... Uh, yeah, do it that what you will. I could have sworn a couple years ago they said that they were going to get rid of that because, to my knowledge, it was implemented for agricultural purposes, which is kind of very sadly a dying industry right now. But I'm not a meteorologist, nor a farmer, nor a world leader, so I don't know shit. So, yeah, happy, uh, <laughs> happy <laughs> daylight savings time if you fucking care. Um, but yeah, man, I'm gonna see you guys next time. 
This is episode 14 of K-Podcast, K-Pod, signing the fuck off. Adios, hijo de puta. The K-Podcast, Thanks for tuning in. Fiend, you don't have to go home. You just can't stay here, right?